hear me. А вы что, собираетесь на ней жениться? Да. Ух, красота-то какая. Лепота. Таможня дает добро. И вообще не называй меня, пожалуйста, Вероника. Кто я? Вот кто я? Отныне русские земля единый быть. Hi, my name's Ali, and this is the Rus Files Unite podcast, where we watch Russian films and films with a Russian connection. As always, I am joined by a guest, and actually this time around, I am joined by two guests. So, hi, Marlike, and hi, Megan. Hi. So, um, hi. thank you very much for coming on the show. So, uh, Marlike, uh, I guess you first. Could you introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Yeah, um, I'm Marlike Angway, and I'm a co-host with Megan for Fabulous, Fabulous. Now I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> Fabulous retellings podcast, and that's a podcast about fairy tales. So I'm not so much a veteran of the podcasting business, but I do like blogging and I do like reading and watching movies. So you're our fairy tale uh, genius expert, whatever <laughs> consultant, obsessy word. If you need to know fairy tales, that's who you are. Uh, yeah, and it's also been a few. I guess a while since we've actually said the title of our show. It's been a fun hiatus. <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, Marilag. And over to you, Megan. Uh, I am the other co-host of Fable Illustrated Retellings. Uh, I also host three other podcasts, Judging Book Covers, Handbook for Handbook for Mortals, and Minds at Yerk, which is brand new, so I totally just forgot the name. <laughs> but we're good. Awesome. Thanks very much, Megan. So, um, as you mentioned, Fabulous Retellings. Fabulous. See, I, I always see it written down, and I... <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where someone... Uh, bouncing names off people they came up with a fantastic name and none of us went oh we're actually going to have to say that <laughs> yeah so the reason i had you two in mind for this particular episode is that we're going to be watching a film that's based on the little mermaid by hans christian anderson which falls into the fable slash like fairy tale realm uh is this one a fairy tale that you two are familiar with familiar yes we haven't actually discussed it yet in um fabulous right cool yeah definitely familiar with it just haven't uh, done our deep dive into mm -hmm. it yet all right so this is sort of like a preliminary like splashing your feet around you know appropriately <laughs> enough for you know a thing about mermaids uh exactly i i'm totally unfamiliar with it until essentially yesterday because i'm guessing you've both seen the disney very famous movie version yeah i've seen a couple of different ones so it's it's interesting to see the differences in which one is closest to the story have you have you read the story i read it yesterday okay. on the train to my friends a very non stag do stag do slash bachelor party because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the you best do story to read before yeah you know? absolutely absolutely <laughs> 
And it's the Anderson re- version that you read? It is, yes. Yeah. Okay. Is there a previous version? Because I always just as- assumed it was one he made up out of his own head. I-, I didn't look too deeply into this, but I don't know if he got influenced by other stories. Because I know there are different types of mermaids in other countries. I know in, in the Philippines, um, Filipino folklore, we have different types of sea creatures and one of them sounds like mermaids. Oh, okay. And are they friendly mermaids or are <laughs> they like sirens? They'll kind of lure you to your death type creatures. Well, the uglier ones are the evil ones. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's actually like a moral spectrum with them. like Yes, of course. Like with people. They're not all just good or bad. Yeah. The pretty ones, jeez. Yeah, that is maybe not so good. Uh, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, so I was sort of, despite not having watched the, the Disney version, I kind of knew a lot of the plot beats, but I was kind of surprised by... I shouldn't have been, because this tends to be the way with older versions of fairy tales before Disney gets their Mm -hmm. hands on them. (laughs) But yeah, it was somewhat darker than I was anticipating. (laughs) Actually, tell you what, it's probably worth doing a a, a, basic rundown of of the main beats of The Little Mermaid in in at least the Anderson version. So... I don't know whether I should do that because it's relatively fresh in my mind. But, yeah, go ahead. Um, I can have a go and you can tell me if I'm wrong. So we have a little mermaid, obviously, as you might <laughs> expect. Unlike, as far as I can tell from the Disney version, she's not an only child. She's, I think, the fifth or the sixth daughter of the Sea King. Uh, I don't think he has a name in the story. She's the youngest. She's really fascinated with the human world and isn't allowed to go up and see it until she's 15. So all of her older sisters get to see it first. And (laughs) there's some business about, you know, sometimes stuff from the surface floats down and she gets like this marble, handsome statue of a man and she's very enamoured with this statue. And then when she finally goes up to the surface, she sees this very handsome prince and i don't remember whether the, whether this is separate from when the shipwreck happens i think i think she sees him on the ship and then there's a storm and nearly everyone dies or is going to die in the shipwreck but she saves the handsome prince and takes him to land and then rushes away again <laughs> but she's she's in love with him from that moment you know as you do as you do yes He's a he's a very hungry <laughs> prince, so you know. Insta love back in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> the insta love is strong in this one, yes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. What happens from there? So she's kind of obsessed with him, and basically keeps coming and having a look at him. And then from that, she's trying to work out how she can be together with him. She asks her wise grandmother what to do and she says well us mermaids we don't have souls so and humans do so that's not going to work out but if he were to fall in love with you and and be married by a priest you'd get a bit of his soul so then then you'd be together but that's not going to happen because you have a fin which we think is beautiful but you know humans tend to prefer legs so he's not going to go for that so i you know if i were you i would forget about it and enjoy the rest of your 300 years because that's how long mermaids live. 
<laughs> she doesn't take this advice on board and she pays a visit to the sea witch who says, yeah, I'll help you out in return for your tongue, uh, which I'm going to cut out and you'll get legs. So he'll fall in love with you, maybe. But if he doesn't, then your heart will break and you'll die straight away and turn straight to sea foam and not live out your 300 <laughs> years. And yeah, so she washes up on land with her legs and no tongue, is sort of semi-rescued slash brought to the palace by the prince. They get quite close, despite the fact that they can't talk, but then he falls in love with a beautiful princess from the neighbouring kingdom, and that's obviously bad news for Little Mermaid, because she's going to die. Her sisters turn up with a dagger that they've got from the sea witch in return for their hair, and they say, it's fine, it's fine, if you murder the the prince, then, you know, you'll get to continue living, so you should do that. And she doesn't do that, because at the last minute she decides that murder maybe isn't the way to go. And so she dies, but instead of dying, she becomes a person of the air, which is like another kind of spirit, which we've just been introduced to at this last minute of the story. <laughs> And so she can <laughs> earn an immortal soul eventually, maybe, if she helps humanity. So as far as I know, that's all of the story. I don't know whether I missed anything out, whether there's anything you two can help me fill in. That's pretty much it. The The ending is always very, very strange. I just read uh, Daniel Mallory uh, Ortberg's version, which the ending's slightly different, but I'm just now realizing like how similar they actually are almost all the way through. Because I totally forgot she becomes, like, a spirit, basically. Yeah. And I hope you'll forgive me for a totally shameless crowbarring slash shoehorning of this in. But seeing as that's a massive example of deus ex machina, <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I would mention that one of my previous guests, Tracy Tanoff, also appeared on your show for when you discussed oh, ex-, yeah. ex machina. So, uh so yes, a little aside that I thought I'd drop in there. But uh... <laughs> yes, Tracy has been on a few of my shows, so she's always great. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Very, very smart. So if you've not heard that episode of my show, you should check it out. And Megan, if you send me the link to that, I'll put it in the show notes and whatever. Okay. So, so yes, but on with this particular show. So <laughs> don't turn off and listen to one of those just yet, but do listen afterwards. Oh man, awkward. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, anything else that we need to mention about The Little Mermaid? No, that's that was pretty much the skeleton of the story. Everything else is like, you know, different retellings of it. Yeah. I think I, the last retelling I'd watched was an anime version. <laughs> A Japanese animation <laughs> of, of The Little Mermaid. Which one? I You know what? I can't remember if they actually called it The Little Mermaid or something else, but... They they were true to the story, and she act, the mermaid actually just dies and becomes sea foam. And I don't think they went further into her being this spirit for good. It was just a very tragic end to. Yeah, maybe this is just like my dark melancholic personality or something. <laughs> but when I read the story yesterday, I was kind of like, the way you've set this up, you have to finish it by having her just die. You know, because these random spirits turning up that we've never heard anything about before and just going hey she's not dead it seemed very much like tacked on to give the story a semi-happy ending 
I don't know whether either of you like the Myths and Legends podcast. Jason Weiser, I think it is, um, which uh, my wife introduced me to. I, I listened to his take on The Little Mermaid and he absolutely slammed <laughs> the the original story. <laughs> and I don't know how you feel about it, but it does seem quite misogynist in, in bits and pieces. I mean, most of these fairy tales come off as, as very misogynistic and... Uh... This one is not as rage-inducing as some of the ones we've discussed in the past, Mm. because, I don't know, like, this one feels more, it makes more sense to me why this one gets adapted into, like, YA books and things like that. Like, it has, uh, Mary said, most of what you gave was, like, a skeleton outline, because the rest of it is the angst and, like, insta-love and, like, what usually comes with those kinds of stories. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I find this one as misogynistic, other than just, like, of a product of its time. But yeah, like, it is a weird ending. I mean, you could, I guess, read it as a cautionary tale in the sense of, like, you shouldn't give up your voice in exchange for looks. Or, you know, don't do deals with a sea witch. Yeah. (laughs) They will fleece you. That, yeah. For everything you got. Yeah. Although, to be fair to the sea witch, she does say, you know, (laughs) if you want to back out, if you don't like the terms and conditions, you know, you can walk away. So maybe she gets... An unfair rap. Um. <laughs> I think the tide is turning on uh, people and their love for Ursula. Oh, the tide is turning. Very good. <laughs> Not intentional. Oh my thing. gosh. <laughs> Nautical puns, uh, even unintentional ones. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we should introduce the movie we're going to watch. So it's called Rusalka, which is the Russian word for mermaid. And finally, on this podcast, I've got round to a film directed by a woman. It's been very male-dominated so far. Oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, it's quite bad that I've got into the 20s of this podcast before I've got to this point. So that's uh, an oversight on my part, which is very bad. But yeah, so her name is Anna Malikian, and she was born in Soviet... Armenia, and I think she's now based in Moscow. But she was relatively young when she directed this film. This film's from, I think it was made in 2007 and like received a release outside of Russia in 2008. So, so yeah, she was, I think she was like 30, 31 when it was made, which is, I don't know if it was her first film, but it's still, you know, quite a lot of people aren't directing their first film until they're slightly older than that so so that's pretty cool that she got that gig and it was actually russia's entry for the best foreign language oscar category in 2009 i think but i don't think it made it to the uh the final you know nominees for the, for the ceremony okay. but it was uh, russia decided it was their film which would have the best shot at that so yeah so that's pretty cool and i think that's how i found about it i was just kind of trawling through lists of things that they'd that they'd submitted you know uh, as potential things to watch and i was kind of like oh that sounds cool very small <laughs> nerdy language note the russian for mermaid as i said is rusalka whereas the russian word for little mer- mermaid is rusalichka so that's like the diminutive so for the title of oh, the geez. film okay. i know i know super nerdy But I don't know, maybe it's significant that they've gone for just the standard word rather than the cutesy diminutive word. I don't know whether that has anything at all about... We'll we'll see when we watch the film. But yeah, so that's that. Um, So have you seen this film before or are we all three going in blind? Totally going in blind. 
Okay. I've seen I've seen the trailer. I've seen like a few sound bites. Like I saw one critic described it as like Russian Amelie. So that yeah. makes me think it's gonna be whimsical. I've seen <laughs> I've seen photographs of the lead actress from like publicity stuff and she has very green sort of like washed out hair so that seems kind of mermaidy but other than that don't really know anything about it so yeah how about you two was this something you'd heard of at all or just yeah it's a few years ago so it's kind of obscure well i i'm just i'm just wondering if this is anything to do with the the tail or the the folk creature rusalka because the hmm. folk creature is what i know in russian fairy tales and the rusalka is not a very pleasant creature so Oh, okay. See, I didn't really... I just knew the Russian word. I didn't know anything particular about, like, I'm not very good at my Russian fairy tales, to be honest. But yeah, so you sound like you know a bit more about them. Could you elaborate? Yeah, the the Rusalka is like, um, in the Russian folklore anyway, it, they are pretty much your standard sirens. Ah. And they try to lead people th- that they want to lead into lakes. And then they just, once they get charmed into going into the lake, the Rusalka will pull them down um, by their feet. And they usually take forms of beautiful men and women and sometimes even just like animals. I forget which ones, but essentially they're the the type of people that will pull you down. So they're not very, they're not very pleasant. Right, right. (laughs) Duly noted. So not like the the Little Mermaid in the original, where initially she's thinking, oh, it's a good, good thing that the storm's happening because then he'll come down and be able to join us. Oh, wait, that kills humans. (laughs) Uh, Scratch that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm pretty sure it's not a horror. <laughs> Didn't look it. But who knows? Who know? Who knows what will turn up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool to get that perspective on it as well. I wonder whether that's because Russian culture, medieval culture, particularly, was was influenced by Greek culture because of you know orthodoxy. So I don't know whether that meant that they had access to the Odyssey before. You know, I say we had it in the West. So, yeah, totally speculating there. I have no idea. All right, cool. So we should probably watch the film. Now, what we always do at this point is we say a little bit of Russian. <laughs> the the bit of Russian we say is the word that Yuri Gagarin said when he was launching off into space. So instead of a space voyage, we're having, like, possibly an oceanic voyage for this one. But never mind. <laughs> So that word is payechli. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, I know it's one word, but it's a few syllables. This is triggering, like, every single French class anxiety <laughs> my entire life. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at languages. So... No worries. Payechli? That's really good. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So if we do three, two, one, and then I'll have the fun job of trying to sync this back up again. Okay. Okay, so three, two, one... And we're back. We've just watched Mermaid, 
directed by Anna Malikian. And before we discuss what we thought of the film, it's over to Megan for the summary. So over to you, Megan. Okay, so this movie is about a girl named Alyssa. Alisa, I guess is better. Alisa at the age of six and the age of 17. At six, she experiences an eclipse of the sun and stops speaking, but starts to realize that she can also make wishes, which then goes on to, she doesn't speak for 11 years. And during that time, she makes a wish uh, that she doesn't want to live in her Russian town anymore, which causes uh, a drastic, devastating hurricane. And she and her mother and grandmother have to move to Moscow, where she takes on a bunch of odd jobs and uh, until she finds, uh, saves this guy, Sasha's life, which then leads to her becoming his housekeeper. Uh, because that's what you do when you're in love. But yep. it also breaks the her the quote-unquote spell of her not being able to speak until she meets Rita, where she performs a spell to get the guy that she loves to love her. Unknown to her, Rita performs the same spell for the same guy. Uh, she then has another dream-slash-wish where of Sasha dying in a airplane accident calls him and causes him to be late to the airport so he lives he then goes rushing after her where she inevitably dies to become that lovely spirit and he goes on to be with Rita that is about like the most basic nutshell that this (laughs) this movie has that was great thank you thank you Megan thank you I think we should probably start off by what did what did you two think of it as a, an adaptation of The Little Mermaid? Did you think it was faithful, not particularly faithful? Did you like things they changed or whatever? <laughs> it was it was something. It's something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it had definitely paid homage to The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it does. With you know, it starts off in the sea. So I, after I watched the first part, I said, oh, so it's because I had no expectations about what what this movie was about. So coming in, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is a retelling. How is this not a retelling? Are, are they just, you know, using the word mermaid to describe? Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I think it I think it is a, an interesting I don't know if adaptation or interpretation is better, mm. but it definitely has the major hit points from the original story. She loses her voice. She dies for the man that she loves that doesn't really love her. Right. There's a bewitching magical aspect of it. She's got a grandmother. I mean, that's up in there too. (laughs) Yep, yep. I didn't even think of that one. I love that grandmother. (laughs) The grandmother who's just staring at her. She's like talking about her grandmother who died. (laughs) This movie was strange, but I actually really enjoyed it. No, so so did I. So did I. Oh, good. I'm really glad to hear that because obviously the ending is kind of depressing, which the funny thing was I was sufficiently swept up in just watching the film that the ending blindsided me, which it really shouldn't have done. <laughs> I was kind of like, maybe they're not going to do that bit after all, you know? I, I mean, I figured the whole red lady thing was going to come up eventually, and when this car started driving around and, you know, 
showing up, I said, oh, someone's going to get hit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up, because there was a scene that I didn't quite understand what was going on, so I went to look and see if it was on Wikipedia. Ended up spoiling it for myself, which is fine. Like most movies, I tend to go in pre-spoiled. The car, <laughs> that still scared the shit out of me. It was still uh, the... Oh, there's another movie, One Day, I think it's called, with uh, mm. Anne Hathaway and with McAvoy. Mm. I can't remember who the guy is. Anyways, no, it's the guy from uh, the Beatles movie. Anyways, it's based on a book, and I had the same like jolt because I knew how that movie. Because I read the book, I knew how that movie was going to end, and still, when it happens, it was like what just happened. So I ended up having to rewind because the cafe scene. Anyways, I ended up watching it twice and. Both times, still very jolty. <laughs> and it fakes you out as well because she has the near miss. Yes. Which kind of, go, you go, oh, and then <laughs> she gets hit right a second after that. So you're just yeah. kind of, it's just taking your attention away. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of depressing. But yeah, as I say, <laughs> I should have I should have seen that, seen that coming. <laughs> so there are some changes. Her dad, for example... Yeah, I I expected, I, I really thought this was going to be like a mermaid movie, like where she figures out she's a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> so when the dad's missing, I was like, okay, clearly, even though he was dressed like a sailor, he's clearly a mermaid. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was very wrong, obviously. But <laughs> I mean, you could say it's slightly magical realist, because I thought the thing about her having powers was kind of ambiguous, you know? Because I, for most of it, believed she didn't have powers. She just believed that she did. Yeah, I, I, I was always in between those two. Like, did she believe she had powers because things were happening? Or was she actually causing them? And I, I, I kept ping-ponging between that the whole movie. Yeah, but I think it's cool that there's that kind of ambiguity. I mean, I thought the thing with the apple trees in the courtyard the school Mm -hmm. i thought that was just her imagination that didn't really happen in real life so but then how do you explain her predicting the plane crash yeah i know i know that's possibly where it where it comes down like (laughs) one side rather than the other yeah yeah um yeah in terms of other changes i don't know about you but i really liked that her voice comes back because I thought, because about half of the way into the movie, about an hour in, she still doesn't have a voice. And I'm kind of like, you're sort of distracted from that by the fact that she, you do hear her inner monologue. So it's not like it's yeah. a silent movie, almost, but and with just other people talking to her. But, you, but I thought, is it going to do this all the way through? And then it didn't. But I liked that they brought her voice back. Yeah, I like it. And then she calls her mom and her mom's like, no, you have the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It never crosses her mind that yeah. this is actually her daughter. Yeah. Which I guess would make sense if she hasn't talked for 12 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they I, they got so used to that. And then she shows up in the... That was... Yeah, that was one of the scenes where I had... I burst out loud laughing on the bus. Where she shows up again in the supermarket, talks to her mom, and then mom... <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, mom gets so, you know, jostled that she lets her co-worker fall off the ladder. <laughs> that was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the notes where I actually wrote down... I have a few, like, LOL moments. <laughs> That's all I wrote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the no. first was the grandmother pulling the, 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 chair. the rocking yeah. chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think grandma was my favorite character, hands down. She, she was great. She was great. <laughs> From the standpoint of, like, hey, how'd you guys fall in love? Well, he brought me ice cream every day. I was like, mom, <laughs> And you that see works. her eating ice cream in every single scene. Yes. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And there's one time when she comes back and the grandma says, did you bring me ice cream? Yeah. Right. I loved it. And uh, I, what else? Oh, that other LOL moment was I, I, I was actually walking down uh, back to my house. And I think she, she was doing the same thing, Aly- Alyssa, um, crying in her beer costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and she just spent the whole yeah. time the whole thing uh the whole you know scene just crying down in the rain because <laughs> it had to be that, that dramatic in her beer costume so i just start- I laughed because you know here right now it's completely sunny and really hot <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say like for that scene i was i was kind of like uh pathetic fallacy much mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> you kind of get away with it because she's in the beer yeah. Mug costumes that makes it funny, and it's not just like maudlin. I mean, you do feel sorry for her, but I don't know if it's my jadedness, which <laughs> I have a lot of. Like, I'm not going to lie, but I just was like, What did you expect? <laughs> that he like got a pineapple for you, that he's like actually in love with you, and like he has barely had content for you or con- content, con- anyways, barely concealed contempt. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Thank you. And, uh, so he buy like, steals you a pineapple, you play a game, and you think you're now in love? How, yeah, how, how in general do you feel about Alyssa as a character? Uh. I, I think, I think the actress did a really great job, because, especially with the, the long time of no communication, but the actual character is supposed to be 17, she does turn 18 in the movie, and she is at best maybe like 13 maturity wise yeah definitely i i I would definitely agree with you on that one yeah and i can't quite tell if it's like uh i know she's sent to a school because she no longer speaks so she's sent to like a a mentally handicapped school yeah but i don't think she's supposed to be mentally handicapped in any way And, and it's not like her mother is has her her priorities askew but she isn't (laughs) abusive or or she doesn't i mean she's still a decent mom like she's not portrayed as someone that we should hate no no she's just a bit grumpy yeah i didn't i didn't really you know resent mom if anything she was she was just as interesting a character in her own right Hmm. yeah she she made me laugh quite a bit yeah Oh Yeah, she kind of had a some kind of like, I don't know, because if I say like determined to make the best of things, that makes it, her sound like a really sunny, cheerful character, which she kind of wasn't, but no. she, she did have a kind of grim determination. She just was out for, she was out for her happiness. Yeah. But not at the neglectfulness of her daughter, it just was kind of like, I don't know. I know plenty of moms that are like this, so it's like, I, I, that I don't think are bad moms. It's just, you know, especially when her daughter's 18. Yeah. I am all for her trying to bone down and find a man because her daughter's 18. <laughs> like, she no longer has to take care of her. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. Right, as far as Alyssa being not very mature, I just put that down to the fact that she hadn't had peers her, or her peers had been uh, uh, developmentally uh, disabled. Challenged kids yeah 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 so so that's you you know not having like how do you even talk about this sensitively like (laughs) kids without those issues um 
she's to just, interact with. She's like a person that has never been. Well, she's very whimsical and oh, certainly, yeah, definitely to a fault. But it's also like you you know she has experienced hardships. Like she hasn't had a dad. They lived in basically a shack yeah. by the sea. So it's not like she's had this amazing life. She, you know, it, it's just, it kind of reminded me of like Kimmy Schmidt without the tryhard. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's one major change from the fairy tale. She's not, you know, some princess at all, you know, no. total <laughs> opposite end of the social spectrum. Right. Yeah. To the point, like, so there, the soccer fans vandalize a part of Moscow that she happens to be working in. And <laughs> she gets caught in the middle, which I laughed at the woman before her or the girl before her, who was like calling her mother to be like, I'm spending the night at so-and-so's house. Like, don't oh, worry yeah. about me. It's fine. Yeah. I'm and like, you're in jail. Yeah. yeah. It's wasn't okay. She, and wasn't she like nude apart from she was wrapped in a, yes. in a flag? Yeah. Yes. Uh. But, uh. So she ends up getting accused of this vandalism too. Not that she really fights it, and they take her passport yeah. for a thousand rubles. And I was yeah, like, okay, yeah, her boss. <laughs> yeah, that what was. does this mean to like? What is? How much is this? And yeah. it's it's sixteen bucks American back in two thousand eight. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I this this was really nerdy because I looked up when I was kind of like, huh, is this a real game that they're alluding to? Or is this more like alluding to a, an event in Russian history? And okay. it works both ways. In 2002, there were big riots in Moscow when Russia lost to Japan, which is who they lose to in the yeah. film. So <laughs> it's specifically that game. So that kind of locates the film, you know, a few years before, you know, when the actual movie came out um, in terms of its setting. But what I initially thought it was alluding to was in 1905, Russia lost a war to Japan and that was like, oh. the trigger for you know massive like revolution across the country so yeah it it could be alluding to that but it doesn't necessarily have to be but it kind of works on both levels mm -hmm. I think which is interesting but yeah she's totally hapless in that regard because her mobile phone costume gets burnt <laughs> yeah, God <laughs> As, bless yeah <laughs> She's, yeah, she has some, well, obviously the ending is very unfortunate, but she also accidentally throws a 1,000 ruble uh, bill. Yes, mm -hmm. which I could not have related more to a person than I did in that moment where I was just like, I've done this. I have done yeah. this so many times. This is why I don't keep cash on me. <laughs> like, like, I lost a credit card for three weeks because oh, no. I used it, I stuck it in a... Northanger Abbey is a bookmark. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yes. And I kept looking. I was like, well, nobody's using it, so I don't think anybody's stolen it. And, like, I don't remember taking it out of the apartment. Well, yeah. you just had to crack open your Jane Austen again. I did. I did. <laughs> I think I actually was moving it. was like, what is in here? <laughs> yeah, and you sort of got out of your routine of, like, regularly reading a bit every evening or every couple of days or whatever. I think I just switched books. <laughs> just ah, didn't think about yeah. it. <laughs> It's a good one though for anyone who hasn't read Northanger Abbey. It's very funny. So yes, it is my favorite Austin. Note. I will defend it. I would love to write a retelling of Northanger Abbey because I feel like it's not done enough. Northanger Abbey is already no. retelling. On, in, of, of itself. Shush. 
shush, Mark. Shush. <laughs> we, we agree to disagree about this one. <laughs> we oh, will disagree okay. to yeah. agree to disagree. <laughs> right. I, I feel like in the interest of, of maintaining the peace, we should probably move off. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Oh, oh, in terms of other characters. Sorry. Yeah, go on. No, it's okay. I was just looking at my notes and they're so weird. They're always so weird. But <laughs> Can relate. The, Can definitely relate. The woman without legs. Oh, yes. Yeah. And at one point she says, it's can't sleep, but I swear it sounds like Chinese pizza. So <laughs> that is as close to like Russian as I'm just going to like really fastly say Chinese pizza at people and be like, no, I'm just speaking Russian. Which is I probably totally really offensive. <laughs> But yeah, I was trying to figure out in The Little Mermaid, like, what, who she would be. Yeah, I wondered whether it was just a weird stand-in for, well, it's The Little Mermaid who doesn't have legs, so we have to have somebody who doesn't have legs. Here we go, here's this character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I like that they periodically brought her back, they didn't have her just in it for, like, one minute, but... Actually, the first place I lived in Moscow at a metro station, there was... A, I guess he must have been a veteran, but was also in the same situation. He'd lost both of his legs and was, and moved around on one of those. It's kind of almost like a, it's almost like a skateboard. Yeah. Mm. And had like a, almost like a hand weight that, that she, like the one that she has. And that was kind of like how he got himself around. So that seemed very familiar to me. But the first time I saw that in Moscow, I found that quite shocking or upsetting just because i'm i don't think i'd really seen people in the uk with amputations that high mm-hmm. and also they'd be in a wheelchair here mm-hmm. um and they wouldn't i mean i don't know maybe now they would uh, that's a little political aside uh um, <laughs> but uh but yeah they they wouldn't be like essentially having to beg on the street for a living so but she was very upbeat that character yeah she was she did not care what her situation was she was gonna yell at people and she was happy (laughs) yeah oh i liked her sayings too oh yeah i I, I don't know what i don't know if i missed it or if she mentioned it that she was because she always just saying you know this is what pregnant people should a pregnant woman should do (laughs) yeah every 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 so often she would mention um you know something about a pregnant woman and i was like is she pregnant or did was she pregnant before and well, I think she was faking it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. Yeah, but and and she and she said like the thing she says is something like if or one of them anyway was if a pregnant woman looks at a picture of a beautiful woman and their daughter's a girl, she'll be beautiful too. Yeah. And so obviously that's what my mother did because you know look <laughs> at me. So that amused me. Yeah, because the other one was a perfume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pregnant yes. women should be around good smell, good smells. Yes, yeah. <laughs> And some uh, casual vandalism ensues. Um, (laughs) Which they they did not get arrested for. They just basically are like, get out of here, please. Like, go. Yeah, Yeah, you feel like maybe in real life that would have been taken slightly more seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I almost wanted to um, keep rewinding to the part where she just, I don't know what she was doing, but she was just cursing out someone. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, look, Russian curses. Maybe I can try to learn some. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that basically calling anybody a goat is incredibly yeah. offensive. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Which is funny because 
GOAT also stands for greatest of all time. So, which I've only seen in relation to Roger Federer. So that's why it kept popping in my head. It's like, this is not an insult to me. Like every time I see this, this is not supposed to be, but I laughed. I also wrote down pus filled vampire. (laughs) That was amazing. That was a good one. That was great. It's like, that is something I'm going to call someone. This <laughs> <way>. <laughs> if, even if they don't particularly deserve it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I have plenty of people that I can call it that maybe don't quite deserve it. Oh, I, I know a couple <laughs> of people who do. <laughs> Good. We'll have to compare notes after we do yeah. it. Um, we talk about Sasha. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the like worst love interest of any movie ever. <laughs> He's he's pretty lame, isn't he? Yeah. He yeah. I think Rita pretty much summed it up when she says that he's much more in love with his fish than any of the other <laughs> girls in that movie. Yes. <laughs> because I mean, the first question he had was, uh, well, one of the first questions he had with to to Alyssa was, "Where is it? Where'd you put my fish?" And you're just like, "You were just yeah. Where'd it go? Where did it go?" But he had the coolest job. Like, if I could make this uh, job, work. yeah. I- <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I was watching it, and like, what is he selling? And then I realized it's <laughs> properties on the moon, and I'm going right. oh, and Mars. God. Oh, and Mars and okay. Venus. Just properties but, but- and planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you you first see his apartment, you're kind of clearly this guy is making a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the prince thing, but. I thought it was clever that it was properties on the moon because of the whole moon and the sea connection. I thought that's, yes. that's oh, yeah. good attention to detail. I like that. Good connection. I did not get that. That is good. But yeah, he's he was something. I He's very clearly not happy as he tries to no. commit suicide like multiple times. And yeah, I mean, the first one is like he deliberately throws himself off the bridge. <laughs> the other time he's just so so off his face that he doesn't know where he is yeah but yeah yeah that's another change like i think in the hans christian anderson story his life is saved once here i counted at least three yeah it yep. sounded like it was at least three airplane drunk on the road and then jumping off a bridge him throwing himself off into the water yeah yeah he was uh he was something he parties all the time sells property on the moon <laughs> That he doesn't actually have deeds to, but he's managing to con these gullible, well-to-do Muscovites. Yeah. But I like his theory behind it is, you know, people sell property on Earth. Why can't I sell property on the moon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair argument, okay? It's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a, an argument that Karl Marx would, would, would go, right on, brother. <laughs> Property, exactly. is, property is theft. <laughs> However, you're selling it, so maybe not so right on. Oh well. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, none of the none of the customers expect to even go on this property. They just want property on the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I guess so I don't want to live next to. I don't remember who, the, who who they didn't want to live next to. Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson. Oh and yeah. It's like, but are <laughs> you actually going to live there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who is it they did want to be next to? I'm trying to remember that. Um, they had someone wanted to be near Russell Crowe, but yeah, Russell Crowe had was not, not bought yeah, property yet. He wasn't yeah, the client yet. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Oh, it's only a matter of time." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's no different than like getting a star named after someone, mm-hmm. but yeah, but also it's a lot pricier. Yeah, and it, and if it's this 
whatever agency has the responsibility of naming stuff. That's a bit different from somebody who's just randomly yeah. set up a company and is convincing people to buy into it. Um, what did you think about Rita? Because I was trying to work out, is Rita the princess from the other kingdom or is she the sea witch or is she kind of a combination of the two? Uh, I mean, I don't know. She's definitely the princess yeah, or a combination, yeah. but... I don't think there you could really find the sea witch so much no no well it's more of the end of the world caused her to stop speaking yeah yeah and maybe her mother yes yeah because i i felt like rita was just you know she had all of the characteristics of that female that took the love interest Mm -hmm. and then it was always between her and um Alyssa. in the end she gets sasha so she would be that that princess from the other kingdom. Yeah. Although I don't remember the princess from the other kingdom spending that much time in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> you have never known. They yeah. actually, wasn't this the time period of like corsets and everything? You never know. Or, or bustles. Oh God, yes. Yeah, because there's only a few scenes in which she's wearing outdoor clothes, shall we say. Um, <laughs> which is a bit weird. But... I thought it was interesting the fact that even though she's introduced in a state of mostly undress, she's watching the news and uh, and she turns to Alyssa and says, yeah, yeah, I like to keep up with current affairs. And I think a lot of male directors wouldn't have added that detail in. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know who Alyssa thought she was supposed to be because, like, she's very clearly in his room yeah. in no clothes. <laughs> yeah. And then Alyssa goes, yeah. why are you here? Yes. <laughs> After that whole tirade about the fish. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... I, I don't know if we were supposed to find her, like, charmingly naive or just naive. I don't know. Yeah, just a bit dim. <laughs> I, I like I really wish I had seen this back in 07 or 08 because I, I in 08 I would have been 20 so mm. I still would have been around that age and I'm very curious how I would have reacted as where now I'm sitting here and I'm like oh you dyed your hair for a dude why'd you do that <laughs> oh yeah. you're trying to get attention oh that's so cute <laughs> oh I, I did like Rita's slightly catty like why'd you dye your hair no one does that anymore <laughs> oh no green's not Green, in yeah anymore. green's not yeah. in which like Fuck you, Green's always in. <laughs> yeah, but she does have a sort of slightly out of time look, even if it's 2002, you kind of think yes. of that look being more like a sort of grungy, like early to mid 90s kind of thing. Yeah, um, and she's very buttoned up. Like even when she's in her most whimsical outfit with the green hair, it's still a dress that comes up to her neck. Yeah, there, There's yeah, yeah. no sexuality Despite the fact that, like, she basically introduces herself and says she's in love with this guy. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She's she's not taking the same route as, as Rita is to, you know, attracting him. Right. You could say. Um. <laughs> yes. In fact, you are correct. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Oh, in terms of other boys in the movie, because you have... Oh yeah, that That's, other. Uh, that was a detail you said in in the first part. The, the the age the age gap is significant. I mean, I guess Sasha is either late twenties or early thirties. And... So I looked up their ages. He's because... he's only like two years, right? Yeah, two years so older. Really? Yeah. The actual actor and actress are only two years apart, but they oh. look 
between makeup and costume and everything, like a good 10 year difference. Right. Yeah, yeah. He reads much older. Yeah, but she was um, 26 at the time. He was 28. So it still reads very creepy. Like, yes. yeah, the, the commercial of this, I went, please tell me she's not 15 <laughs> wanting to like hook up with like a mid to late 20s because like I yeah. can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. But he isn't attracted to her at all, so no. apart from at the end when yeah. he kind of thinks for the most part weirdly that she's saved saved his life and that somehow like just means something. Yeah, but for but for the most part, he just seemed more perplexed by her because he can't seem to figure yeah. her out. So yeah, it's like fine, you keep showing up, you keep yeah. you know basically doing a good job of cleaning up my post party apartment. So you know do what you yeah. want i um, guess she does we never yeah. see her clean we see her dancing no. around but i guess the apartment <laughs> gets clean well she she yeah. she was putting bottles away at some point and then oh that's true that's yeah. true but that was most of the cleaning that we actually see yeah anyway i was gonna say other boys we also have eager oh what did you have to say about him <laughs> that's the one in from university right the one who yeah. the one who didn't make university <laughs> as i don't think i wrote like, Women are nymphs. Oh, yeah. Oh, so romantic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was terrible. <laughs> but he was exactly what you expect most 20-year-old guys to be. <laughs> Look, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to deal with all this, like, will they, won't they? Let's just Let's, go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm doing you a favor by just, you know, not pretending all that stuff. Exactly. Oh, and when he goes on his little rant about how great real sex is compared to cyber oh. sex like, yeah, oh my god i forgot about that yes good for you man <laughs> um, yes there's just yeah. something different about hearing when you pleasure a woman and i want to be like real talk dude you don't know <laughs> yeah he was really gross i mean he made he made sasha look like a catch by comparison oh yeah which yeah. is saying a lot so when there is a bit where it looks like out of just being really depressed about Sasha not liking her. Alyssa basically, you know, looks like she's just going to get drunk and sleep with Igor. It's really good that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't know if it freaks him out like he just is a lot, talks a lot of game or if he actually is kind of a good dude. Not as terrible, at least. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make him a great dude. Yeah, but... just no, not as no, bad but as a, a, wor- a right. worse, du- a worse dude would have just been like, "Well, hey," or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was like, no, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> Although I like when she buys the vodka and uh, and the condoms, she also buys chopper chops. Just... Yes, <laughs> and the shop assistant is kind of like. What do you want those for? It's like, for pleasure. <laughs> like, it took me a minute. I had to Google it because I was like, are these different than what I think they are? But they're the suckers that, like, we <laughs> hate as kids. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just her pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. It's, she says, chupa chups. Yeah. Well, it was more of a the reaction of the shopkeep that I was just like, wait, oh, is this something, like... like different <laughs> why is this the thing you're questioning <laughs> yeah of all the other things yeah. that she well, was buying a, yeah yeah it's just an odd combination because yeah vodka condoms you kind of get an idea of somebody's plan for the evening but and then chopper chops doesn't exactly. really fit with that <laughs> yeah to each um, their own <laughs> well well indeed yeah yeah <laughs> 
not wanting to yuck somebody else's yum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Like we've talked a little bit about whimsy. I think I mentioned in the first part seeing that people compared it with Amelie. Yeah. Do you, either of you think that's valid? Well, it's very artsy. Like, the art direction for it, especially with the beginning. Because um, I've seen so many French movies at this point, but <laughs> Amelie and um, there was another one that I enjoyed that also reminded me of this, which was Love Me If You Dare. And they start off with uh, characters being little kids and everything is color and everything is bright. And then they just, all of this art direction peters down to darker colors and a more somber tone. So they're going for Amelie. I, I'd say it's kind of like, yeah, I, I would say it's a, a Russian, not so much equivalent, <laughs> but similarity. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I liked the the fact that they kept returning to her sort of like dream landscape. Mm-hmm. It's the same each time. And that's like yeah. very sort of bizarre combinations <laughs> of colors, but it looks cool. Yeah. I like that her dad apparently like, because I, I assume she has no idea what her father looks like. So in her no. dreams, he's a scuba, like the scuba man sits <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of a the diver. Uh, fish tank. Yeah. yeah, a diver. That would be better. Yeah, yeah. With the, you know, those really massive raw iron diver's helmets. Yeah. That's a cool image. Yeah. I also really like that the opening of this, just going on with the dad still, is a not conventionally attractive woman shedding all of her clothes and getting naked. I was like, we are two minutes in and she is naked. I have no idea where this film's going, but okay. And, yeah. And it turns out to be her mom. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So, this, this is this is what opened up. And the, it, me being on the bus and it's people standing right there. And I'm like, oh yeah, what? naked woman. <laughs> there was a point because yeah, when I texted you, you were like, I'm going to watch it on the bus. And, and I was like, okay. And then like, about an hour later, I was like, you know, I should have probably given her a heads up that there was nudity in this. Yeah. <laughs> but I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, nobody complained. So just That's just good. just the man sitting next to me turning to my phone every so often. I'm like, oh, God, can it get any more oh, awkward? He just wanted to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be any more nudity? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which I guess there was a little bit, but yeah, it's it's mostly that first scene. Yeah, and then later Alyssa. Yeah, like once in a while, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't nudity for nudity's sake. Like just you know, it wasn't no. too much of it that. Yeah, it was more. That was more like Alyssa was kind of checking herself out. Yeah, but like and then finding herself wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was quite sad. We do get Rita naked when she barges in on them having sex in yeah. the beer costume. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, just point of clarification: Rita is not having sex whilst in the beer costume. It's it's Alyssa. Just <laughs> no, no, no. It was yes. It was Alyssa. Alyssa just barging in. Although that would have been super funny. It <laughs> uh, would have been an interesting take on a, I guess, some kind of kink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that one has a, that specific one has a name, but yeah, yeah. That would have taken the movie into slightly surreal territory. Um, <laughs> I mean, Alyssa went a long way. At least she didn't burn anything down this the second time she did the barging in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And her words are exactly the, it's the exactly same. The yeah, same, it's the same it? words, but at least she didn't burn yeah. anything down. <laughs> no, no. 
particularly as that would have been in an apartment building, so yeah. it would have been burning down yeah. a bunch of other people's houses at the same time. Yeah. How are we supposed to take the fact that, like, she burns her house down <laughs> at six years old? I, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I pretty much just sat there going, this girl's a sociopath. <laughs> Why? Yeah, like, yeah. What was going on? <laughs> Yeah. And, the, like, did nobody notice that she... I I don't know if the mom or the grandma ever really knew. I think no. they did. Well, because mm. they talk about... Right after she's like, you know, when dad comes home, I'm going to tell him everything. And she's like, your dad's never coming home. Like, stop acting out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I just interpreted it as they figured it was an accident. Because that's what you'd want to figure. You'd, you wouldn't want to think that your six-year-old kid's just an arsonist. <laughs> that's fair. That is a can of worms that nobody's ready to open. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, um, yeah, I like the, the random montages that the film had. Yes. It was just a lot of like, especially when they go, they move from their little village to Moscow and you saw all of those shots just one right after the other. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it established you've gone from really quite a sleepy place mm-hmm. to a teeming metropolis or megapolis as the as the subtitles used yeah. it. Oh, I'd, I'd almost completely forgotten to mention this, but I enjoyed the use of advertising, which I think I have never, ever said about yeah. a film. Yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, I'm glad they subtitled most of the advertisements. Yeah, oh, it's important. If you, if you leave that out, I think the film is considerably less funny and satirical. Yes. Right. Like, I love initially the, you know, wasn't it something like your dreams uh, will come true, guaranteed? <laughs> yeah. subtitled it slightly yeah, differently yeah. on the thing. And it's for the ballet school in the seaside port town and then you see that being destroyed in the hurricane which is <laughs> you know kind of on the nose but um and then the other good one is is the banner that comes down in front of their flat window in uh, <sighs> in their new place in moscow yeah and i thought it was a cool image when the uh, oh yeah sorry the, the the caption for that one is it's good to be home even <laughs> if your home is a fairly tiny apartment in a giant tower block that now has not exactly natural light anymore <laughs> no i don't know if yeah. we ever see the apartment like in its entirety even lit no when she comes home for her on her birthday it's like her mom and the butcher in this like one light room and then her grandmother is yeah. in like this dark backlit room asking for the ice cream and <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting i think we see her bedroom too at some point so it's yeah but never in most movies you feel like you have a sense of what an apartment looks like. Like we have a sense of what Sasha's apartment really looks like, but oh yeah, but not hers. yeah. We spend a lot of time yeah. there. Like the ceiling that has all the curtains, not curtains, whatever they're called. But it was what were the skylights covered the in? They looked skylights? like blinds. That's the word I'm looking for. Like those plastic uh, blinds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm struggling to remember now. I just remember it was huge and has a spiral staircase yes. and like a big jacuzzi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that was the original goldfish, right? It yeah. used to be in yeah, that bowl, and so. then it moved to the bathtub, and now and then he went and got a fish tank. Well, wasn't it initially like in an oversized wine glass? Yes, yep. that's yeah. I thought it yeah. was a bowl until she picked it up, and I said, "That's a wine glass." Yeah, it's got a stem. Yeah, it's a really huge like sangria glass right there. I think it's yeah. like a, it's a port. Oh, the there's a word from. No, no, it's not a port glass because if you drink 
pour out of a glass that size. No, no, no. It's definitely not <laughs> Actually, to be no, filled. This... It's like one of those that uh, you're supposed to swish <laughs> yeah. whatever goes in it around to get like the. Yeah. There's a word for it, and I cannot think of what it is. My bartending days are way too far behind me now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was much bigger than the. Um, there was one that like one of my coworkers ordered yesterday night. And it was huge, mm. but that the, this bowl, this fish bowl, was much bigger. <laughs> yeah. This fish bowl. Yeah. This but it fish was bowl. Still... I'm just going to call it a fish wine a glass bowl. She still found it too small. It's too small yeah. for the fish. Yeah. You know, I think it's a fair, fair call. Oh, what else did I have? I liked, this was a, a sort of a sly thing for Russian fans. Like, on the wall in their shack, speaking of the apartment, they have... A reproduction of a very famous uh, late nineteenth century Russian painting called, helpfully, "Portrait of an Unknown Woman," uh, which is by Ivan Kramskoy. It's now in the Tretyakov, which is Moscow's like most famous museum, and that survives the burning down of the <laughs> and and the hurricane, and it gets hung on the wall in the new place. Oh yeah, so that, that's a bit that of painting. Continuity, but it's quite beaten up, but. Um, I like that it was a famous Russian art piece, mm-hmm. so I thought that was I thought that was cool. That is really cool. Other than that, I think I I've kind of mentioned most of the stuff that I wanted to to talk about. Like I briefly have in my notes, we have Fifth Element on TV. Yes, that's the cue for her dyeing her that hair. That made me laugh. And <laughs> I didn't know whether the fact that it's Mila Jovovich or however you pronounce her name. Yeah was a deliberate nod to the fact that I think she was born in Ukraine and speaks Russian. In fact, I don't think she speaks Russian fantastically well because my Russian teacher, when I still lived in Moscow, showed me an interview with her where on a Russian like chat show and she's talking about her like upcoming movie. And my Russian teacher was like, did you spot all the mistakes she made? <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Um, she's like, she did this, 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 and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, so sorry, Mila Jovovich. I'm Russian language shaming you, but you know, you can have a conversation, which is more than I can often manage. So, hey. <laughs> yes. Sorry, random detail. I thought I'd throw in there. I might have to cut that out. Um, no, I, I, I think it, it fits. I think it was very much intentional. You know, she's a very yeah. famous Eastern European actress. You know, there's not a ton of yeah. those, unfortunately. No, no, I guess not. I mean, oh, what's her name? Uh, Mila Kunis is. Yep, she's another. I think, I think yeah. she's a uh, crap. I can never remember what she is. I'm looking it up. She's Ukrainian as well. Okay. Ah, okay. Sometimes they're bilingual, but yeah, especially at that time period because. Yeah. Since independence, it's much more. It, there's been much more of an emphasis on learn Ukrainian, whereas you know, in Soviet times, it was kind of like, well, you're just going to end up using Russian for your <laughs> job. So that's the. One. <laughs> but yes, probably best not go too far down that particular road. <laughs> trying to keep this, <laughs> trying to keep the pol- podcast as apolitical as possible. <laughs> um, you know, now I'm looking. There's a lot of Ukrainian actors and actresses that I did not realize are Ukrainian. <laughs> so I take it back. Maybe there are more than I realized. Just very good at assuming other actions. Yeah, it's good for them. Uh, I'm really glad that you both found this funny because I was aware that it was kind of a comedy going in, but subtitled comedies, you know, don't always travel, so... I mean, the trailer and then the little summary on IMDb was just 
I don't even know because it was it completely. Fit. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Let me see if I can pull up the summary again because it pretty much just says a, a a girl disappears after she falls in love or something. Yeah, that makes it sound like a sinister murder. Yeah, yeah in Moscow. Really yeah, in Moscow, a young woman disappears after falling in love with a new man, and at least the first hour of this movie doesn't even take place in Moscow. No, no. Um. So yeah, it was definitely. I guess very hard to categorize. And yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure the preview does it justice. Well, I don't I don't think it did because um, I had no idea what I was looking for when I was watching the, f- the movie just no, with that trailer. No. I don't watch a lot of trailers these days mm-hmm. for this reason. I just don't feel like most of them portray movies accurately at all. So Either that or they include all the best yeah. bits. Oh, God. Yeah. But I will say we both have a good, healthy love, I think, of crazy foreign films. Not saying that, yeah. like, all foreign films are crazy, just, like, we've watched a lot of them that we that are very whimsical. Oh, I, or I, and Yeah, I insane. enjoy the whimsical, the whimsical, crazy foreign films. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the ones that aren't so much, because yeah. Unbearable Lightness of Being, nothing like the movie is still a really, or nothing like the book is still a great movie. Hmm. Oh, I, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, me neither. There's also uh, Harlan Coben, who's an American author in Jersey. I think he's actually not too far away from uh, where you are in Jersey. Uh, it's like really popular in France. So mm-hmm. like he's one of his novels became a French movie and like he's done a few French so- uh, TV shows. It's very strange. But those are all like murder mystery kind of things. So mm-hmm. Does this make you want to check out other other Russian films in general and particularly other films by this director? I definitely will check out other films by uh, this director, uh, especially in part because it's always really great to see what other women are putting out there. Right. And yeah. especially in a country that I'm, I'm not anywhere near, I don't know much about Russian film at all but my guess is considering how few russian or american female filmmakers there are it's probably even less in russia so probably even cooler and worth checking out because of that yeah yeah there's definitely as best i understand it in soviet times there was at least like a token effort to go see we're about equality (laughs) and that means between the genders as well but it didn't always work out like that yeah in fact but that was the game that they talked whereas now it's a bit more like no no traditional values men should be in charge of stuff and women should look nice so hey <laughs> yeah not yeah she's actually she's armenian russian yes it's interesting yeah. i think she's mo- yeah i think she's moscow based now but yeah that's so. cool but yeah um I actually have not seen many Russian films. I don't think I've seen anything but this one. We, I know Meg and I talked about possibly doing one of the Russian movies. I, was it a donkey skin when we were thinking about it? Uh, gosh, I don't remember. I know that there was one we could. It was donkey skin, I think, because there was yeah. one that like we really, really wanted to watch and we couldn't find it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that one, that can- which happened a it few was, times. I know Thousand One Nights yeah, also had one that we couldn't find. Yeah, Thousand One Nights had one, and then Donkey Skin was the other one, but we ended up watching the French version, <laughs> which you know what, totally <laughs> worth was it. Was it good? Totally worth it. But yeah, I definitely go and look for to watch. Uh, you know, just to see other Russian movies. I'm actually interested in their takes on the folk. The I uh, like like the their traditional folk tales. So yeah, 
yeah i i'd have to check those out as as well i'm i'm trying to think if there's if there's anything that's recent i guess with often them being quite short they don't necessarily lend themselves to like feature length movie but but there may well be stuff that's out there mm-hmm. cool right well thank you so much both for for your time before we wrap things up though anything you'd like to plug how about you first megan uh if you go to judgingbookcovers.com you will find a not too up-to-date website but it'll have all the links for my other podcasts and anywhere else that you want to find me they're all primarily about books with the exception of fabulous we also talk about movies too so um so yeah that's where you can find me awesome Anything you'd like to add, Merrillag? Oh yeah, you can also find me on my blog, which is storyinsomnimancy.wordpress.com. Um, I haven't been updating lately, but mostly because school and planning for a wedding, but uh, things will get back to being up to date. I mostly talk about food, maybe a little bit about writing this summer, but um, yeah, food and books. Yeah, if nobody, if you have not checked out her blog, she is one of those people that while she's reading something, I get messages that's like, so they're talking about this food in this book, and now I'm Googling <laughs> it, and I think I want to make this, and it's always so much fun. <laughs> awesome. You have a, a new series of Fable, Fable Eulis, I messed up again. No, that was actually not bad. No, no, that was actually fine. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I second-guessed myself, and never mind. Yeah, uh, so... You also have another series of fabulous uh, retellings coming up. Oh, yes. Slash in the works. What's the plan for that one? So hopefully it'll be starting it up soon. I think the delay most recently has been more my fault. Uh, But we have changed our formats and we're starting it with our new season. So if you go and listen to our first five seasons, we took a fairy tale and discussed all of its retellings. Or not all of it. We discussed five. Several retellings. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Which we had a lot of fun doing, but it kind of was, we got really sick of the the story by the end of it. So now we are taking fairy tale tropes and talking about the fairy tales that that they show up in and doing retellings based on tropes. Yeah. So our first one would be, you know, we're starting it simple. We're talking about stepsisters. (laughs) So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is Cinderella. But, um, definitely, definitely changing it up. Awesome. Well, we'll have to look out for that. Um, thanks again so much for joining me. It's, it's been really great. No, thank you for having us on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. I love the idea. I feel like it's a very underutilized market talking about Russian anything. So. It's it's definitely a niche, but the the, the <laughs> trick is like actually having people find that it's out here. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, definitely don't have too much competition for talking about <laughs> Russian movies. Well, I, I would I would I would point one of my seventh graders up to this podcast because you know he's still in the middle of his Tolstoy reading. Oh, <laughs> poor kid. Cool. Yeah, I'll just have to just have to point him towards the non-sweary episodes. Yeah, the non-sweary ones. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want you getting in trouble with with parents. Uh, oh no, he's 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 great. He's fine, and and the parent parents love me. So that's that's always good. <laughs> parents always love me. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and das Vidanya. Bye. So that's it for this episode, but before I go, I'd like to thank Sasha Ilukovich and the Highly Skilled Migrants for the use of their song Cold in our intro. 
You can find that song and the rest of their back catalogue on Bandcamp and Spotify. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a rating at Apple Podcasts or at podchaser.com. That second one, Podchaser, even lets you rate individual episodes. So if this episode particularly stood out to you, you can let other listeners know that you enjoyed it. Recommending the show on social media is hugely helpful as well. If you can spare a moment or two to do that, it would really make my day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of social media, please find us and say hi on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can also drop us a line at roosfilesunite at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Take care of yourselves and bye for now. <laughs>